Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Parenting Hour. You're tuned into Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham, one of 5.1 for all the channels down south that are taking it from uh, Unity FM. Welcome to another Parenting Hour show. My name is Kathleen and I'm here with you for the next hour. Alhamdulillah, being a few weeks now into lockdown, a few weeks into being at home with our families, a few weeks that some people may think that we are being tested and how should we respond to this testing? How are we responding to being in isolation? How do we gain patience, patience from Allah, patience with the, and have patience with the people we're with at home indeed and how we can increase our faith during this time and get gain knowledge from our faith and how to deal and respond to this test inshallah so i'm here this evening with sheikh saeed to talk about this to talk about these tests that we're going through and to get the knowledge from an islamic point of view but mashallah he's also a counselor so from a counseling type of point of view an emotional point of view get lots of knowledge there that will be linked together, inshallah, as he normally does and makes our life so much easier for us when he links in um, both the psychology and the Islam together to make it easy for us to understand. Welcome, Brother Saeed. Are you there on the line? Yes, Sister Kathleen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. It's wonderful having you on the show, mashallah. Thank you. Jazakallah khair. Jazakallah khair. It's lovely to be with you. Jazakallah khair. Wa alaikum inshallah. Um, Maybe we could start the show with uh, an eye of Quran to get us into the, the, the proper feelings we should be having and understanding this topic better, inshallah. Would you be able to do that for us? Inshallah, inshallah. I'll start with, uh, from chapter 2, inshallah, from verse 153. And these verses talk about being tested, talk about the trials and tribulations. So inshallah, we'll start with those, inshallah. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا استعينوا بالصبر والصلاة إن الله مع الصابرين ولا تقولوا لمن يقتل في سبيل الله أموات بل أحياء ولكن لا تشعرون ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع وَنَقْسِمْ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَنْفُسِ وَالثَّمَرَاتِ وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ أُولَئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِّن رَبِّهِمْ وَرَحْمَةٌ وَأُولَئِكَ هُمُ الْمُهْتَدُونَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ 
mashallah, that was lovely, mashallah. Maybe you could summarize uh, what that was in English just for <coughs> our listeners. Inshallah. So, subhanAllah, in these verses, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explain that calls the believers to seek help and to seek sustenance and to seek refuge and to seek solace and comfort in patience and prayer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاسْتَعِينُوا Seek assistance in patience and prayer. Indeed, Allah is with those who are patient. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you know, sometimes we have people who might be dying, we have people who might be going through difficulty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَلَا تَقُولُوا لِمَا يُقْتَلْ Do not say on those who are killed in the path of Allah. They are dead, but they are shuhada. They are alive with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this conceptualizes for us that this haya, this life, is not the end. This is just a transition to the real life, which is the life of the akhirah. And that's why we need to bear in mind that when we're going through difficulties, trials and tribulations, that the real life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described in the Quran is the life of the hereafter. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, we will, verily we will test you. With some fear, hunger, and decrease in your property and diminishing of your selves. And then he said, Give glad tidings to those who have sabr. Those when afflicted with calamity or difficulty, they say to Allah, we belong and to him we shall return. Those who receive the prayers of their Lord, and the mercy of their Lord, and those, who, those are the guided ones. So subhanAllah, imagine when we go through difficulty and trials and tribulations, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala recognizes that for us, and He rewards us for it. He sends His mercy and tranquility when we seek refuge in Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides us through that difficulty and calamity. If we open our hearts and we see the calamity, through the Islamic framework and through the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to receive it and want us to conceptualize and how we relate to our difficulty and our situation. MashaAllah, lovely, lovely uh, translation, MashaAllah. And it, it is a, a testing time, isn't it, at the moment that we're it going is. through? I mean, we're at home with our families, which a lot of people are appreciating and getting to know their families a bit better and understanding mm. their families. but always that worry, that stress, that, that over, overrides everything. Will I get ill? Will my children get ill? Will my parents mm. get ill? Mm. What will happen? Will I be able to cope? How will I do mm. things? So that mm. underlying stress is there continuously. Mm. Uh, it is important, I think, to recognize in these difficult times that firstly, everything happens with the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we're not, we're not in control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's in control. He is in control of everything. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also wants us to do everything that is in our capacity to protect ourselves. So we do everything in, in our power to protect ourselves and our families. And then we rely on Allah and we understand that what, whatever Allah decrees for us will take place. However, we ensure everything that we do in our capacity to protect ourselves. And then the second thing I think for us is to understand that when we, <clears throat> all of us are under the same roof, you know, we can't 
we are deprived from our normal routines. We just have, we, we can't function in the way that we've been used to. This will cause some anxiety, some feelings of sadness, maybe some feelings of, uh, that we will go through that we have to recognize those sad, that sadness, that anxiety. And inshallah, maybe we can go to it in more details and maybe give examples from the Prophet and how when he experienced difficulty or he experienced sadness or loss in his life, how did he show us the examples and how we can use that example to guide us, inshallah, when we are going through these difficulties? I think that is very useful indeed, mashallah, because it is our Quran and our hadiths that uh, helps us to understand our faith and we yes. need to look at the examples of the Prophet Islam yes. and he had a lot of trials, lots of yes. tests yes. And, and what happened to him and, and how he responded to this and how he spoke about this to others um, and as a counsellor yourself you'll probably be picking up on that as well and how we need to, to speak and uh, to be able to understand it ourselves. So mm. where would you start if you were talking about the, the many tests that the Prophet ﷺ went through? Where should we start? So I, th I think the main, I would say the main thing that we need to think about, and as you mentioned, Sister Kathleen, exactly that we have this fear that or people have this anxiety or because we are in lockdown, we worry about our family, our children, our, our relatives. We might have some people in hospital, for example, and we'll maybe we'll talk about that later on, inshallah. Mm -hmm. So the first thing, I guess, is the test our part of life. Being tested is part of life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we said in the verses that we recited from chapter 2, it says, Indeed, we will test you. So tests are the part of life. Because obviously this is, is transition, this life is transition to the hereafter. So it's how we deal with the tests that are part of this life we will experience. Nobody can go through life without experiencing loss, experiencing hardship or difficulty. And the way that we can determine how we cope through that difficulty is our response, determine the outcome, determine whether Allah will be pleased with us, determine whether we cope, and determine whether we're successful through this test and we pass the test. So to give you an example from the Prophet and this is, subhanAllah, is very, very important um, for us because it doesn't mean when you have these feelings, it doesn't mean that we have less Iman or our Iman is weak because the best of people were tested, the Prophets, peace be upon them all. Prophet Muhammad وسلم, Prophet Musa, Prophet Nuh, Ibrahim, all the Prophets went through trials and tribulations. And the Prophet ﷺ said, you know, the, the most tested were the prophets of Allah and then those who come after them. So if the most beloved people to Allah who are the prophets of Allah can be tested, then we are also going to be tested. So the example I would use here is the Prophet ﷺ when he lost or he was going to be going to lose his son Ibrahim. He grabbed Ibrahim who was in the last moment of his life and he was a young boy he was you know an orphan he, he was an, an infant he was an infant he was is a very young boy he was uh who was ill at that time and he was just about to take his last breath and the Prophet ﷺ picked up his son Ibrahim and he hugged him and he smelled him as the hadith said and his eyes become filled with tears 
And the Sahaba were very surprised about this. And they said, even your Prophet of Allah, and the Prophet of Allah وسلم, said, it is a mercy in our hearts, in, the, in one narration. And then he said, the eyes become tearful. So look how he recognized the emotion mm-hmm. and the impact of the emotion. So he said, the eyes become tearful. And the heart, and the heart, the heart becomes sad. And we only say what is pleasing to our Lord. To Allah we belong. Inna lillahi wa inna rajiun. To Allah we belong and to Him we shall return. O Ibrahim, we are saddened by your departure. So imagine the Prophet felt that sadness. He felt that grief. He felt that pain. But he responded in a way that was that was pleasing to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. He said, to Allah we belong, and to Him we will return. And that's the essence of when we are tested, is how do we respond? How do we regulate our emotions? How do we regulate our feelings? How do we seek the coping strategies that will help us to cope? It doesn't mean that we are bad people or we don't have, you know, we, we have bad, you know, we have weak iman. No, because the, the best of people, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, was tested. So we are, he's an example for us and how he responded and how he coped during, during his difficulty, during his grief. And Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he lost all his children. They died before him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, except Sayyidah Fatima, who passed away after the Prophet But all the Prophet children passed away before him except Sayyidah Fatima. So he went through these losses. Uh, he went through trials and tribulations where he had to leave Mecca. He lost his wife Khadija anha. He lost his uncle Abu Talib who was his biggest supporter. And he, there was a, a year in the seerah, the eighth year of the Bi'tha called the year of sadness. Because the Prophet went through so many trials and tribulations, tribulations during that year. SubhanAllah, yes, we forget about all the tribulations and everything and actually when when you're looking at this year now, 2020, it could be a year of sadness for a lot of families. Indeed, there's a yes. lot of illnesses, there's a lot of people passing away. There's a lot of people going through that test at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And we may be renaming it as something like, like that in, in times to come. What, what advice can we give people that are going through that now, that have people that are at home that are ill, that um, um, maybe people that are already in hospital that are ill, so that they're, and they're trying to cope with this, and they're, what, what mm. advice would you give them? How could they be praying for them? What could they be doing for these relatives? Jazakallah khair. It is a very difficult time for, for, for people at the moment, you know, whether, as you said earlier, there's the worry about what's, gonna, what's going to happen, or what's already happening. So firstly, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give shifa, to give healing, to give shifa to those who are sick. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon those who have passed away. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect those who are at home healthy. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to maintain their health and to give them protection, inshallah. So dua is very powerful tool that we can use, but also is to recognize that for us, it is very difficult because as Muslims, when we have people who are sick, we normally, one of the traditions of our faith is to visit people and to be with them and to comfort them. So that is not possible at the moment. So that will cause people a lot of anxiety. 
a lot of stress. So what I would say to my brothers and sisters who are going through these difficulties and they have relatives that who they can't visit or they can't, obviously because of the lockdown and, and social distancing, which is the right thing to do because obviously we have to protect those who are sick and we have to protect ourselves as well because that, that's the tradition of Islam, that we have to do everything in our power to protect life and to protect and to do everything to protect ourselves. So that's very important. So while we feel in this sense of powerlessness that we can't do anything, there's lots of things we can do. We can do dua for those people. We can pick up the phone and check on them if we can. We can make dua for them in their absence. So that's the first thing. Secondly, we recognize our feelings that we're going to have this almost intense emotion that we can't go and help. Uh, if someone is in hospital, for example, then we can't visit them, obviously, for the right reasons because we can't go to hospitals because if we go, we're going to increase the, 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 even the, the, the spread of the disease. And our duty as Muslims is to do everything in our power to minimize the impact of this disease and to make sure that we do everything to protect people around us. Uh, so this will cause intense emotion. And then though for those who are sick and those who pass away, we normally... You know, people go and visit, their people get together, which we can't at the moment. And then people go to, you know, give their respect and their condolences. And then people go to, you know, the funerals, it's like the funeral prayers. They're normally held in the masajid. The masajid are closed at the moment for, for our protection and our safety. And then, you know, people mourn and the mourning process, you know, you go through the mourning process and they get comforted by the community. So that's not available because of for the right reasons and for the health reasons that you know we've been talking about so it is important that we recognize that this will have an impact on us so it's how we deal with that and we can maybe sister Catherine, if there's time we can talk about maybe there's a grief process that we go through uh, as human beings and through this intense time of emotion and feelings that are generated through the loss that we experience and through the bereavement that we endure when we lose someone, a loss can be manifested in so many ways. It can be the loss of a loved one. It can be the loss for us in terms of our health. It could be a loss for us in terms of our job. It could be the loss of a relationship. It could be the loss of a routine that we've been used to. It could be the loss of you know a job. So loss can be in so many ways. It's not just about losing someone when someone dies, but loss can impact in so many ways. You know, someone might be, you know, go through and they might lose a limb or they might lose a, their eyesight or their hearing. So all these things will have an intense feeling of loss and grief. Mm. And that is something that actually a lot of families may have not experienced before or either as families or personally they may not have experienced a, a loss of a human but they might have experienced the loss of something even if it was the loss of a pet the loss mm. of um a, a, a valuable pen that they were given to by their um, a relative or graduating mm. or something like this so they mm. they might have experienced loss in that way but not of people so it's mm. It, but it's the same type of process uh, that it, we go through, and, and it would be, it is. I think, to explain it a bit. Yes, that process. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, in psychology, there was a, 
a doctor called Dr. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. She was an expert in death and dying and loss and bereavement. And she wrote a book on death and dying. And she talked about five-stage process. And this process can be applied to anything, as you said, Sister Kathleen. It can be applied to when we lose someone, but also it can be applied to losses that we experience in our life, whether they happen to be materialistic or uh, relational or anything that we lose in our, our life. So it's how we conceptualize it. So I'll mention them briefly, and then I will mention maybe how we can also talk about them from an Islamic perspective. So the first one she talks about is that when you experience a loss, you almost have a feel, feeling of denial. Is that denial? I can't believe that this is happening to me. Or I can't believe that this person is, has gone away from me. Or I can't believe that I lost this thing. Or I can't believe that this marriage is ended. Or this relationship is ended. Or I can't believe that, you know, my son has gone through university and I'm coping by myself and he's, I wonder how he is or she is. And I can't believe, you know, that we're not, they're not in the same house as me. So all these things yeah. generate uh, that kind of intense emotion. So from, from an Islamic perspective, when we have this intense kind of self-denial or denial of the situation, or I can't believe that this is happening to me, we go back to the Quran, we go back to the Sunnah of the Prophet and we realize that life is about being tested, and life is about um, we go through a difficulty, and the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, the, the authentic hadith, that whatever you know, the human being, the son of Adam, experiences, you know, where there's sickness, uh, where there's tiredness, sickness, where there's anxiety or, 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 or depression, or any kind of harm that comes to the human being, he will be rewarded or she will be rewarded for it if they show that fortitude and they show that forbearance and that sabr. And the second um, stage she talks about, she talks about denial and she talks about anger. So people might feel anger towards themselves. They might feel anger towards um, the person who passed away or the person who's gone from their life. Or they might feel anger towards, you know, uh, a service, thinking that, you know, that, that I need to do this, I could do this, and, and questioning. And so that's human reaction. However, Islamically, we regulate our emotions. We don't do anything that is going to be upsetting or is going to be displeasing for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So, for example, the Prophet said to the man, he asked him to advise him three times, and he said, do not be angry. Because anger is not a helpful, it is a human reaction, human emotion, but then when we display anger, it's not helpful. Because it takes us, out, takes us out of a positive response, out of a healthy response. So we don't, we might feel anger, but then we control anger. Because Prophet said that the strongest one is not the one who can wrestle people to the ground, but is the one who can control his or her anger. So we regulate our anger. The third, third stage she talks about, she talks about the bargaining. And bargaining is almost, some people will say, if, I, if only I did this, if only I done that, this would happen. And Islamically, we say, the Prophet said in the hadith, he said, Qawlat law, in opens the door for the shaitan. He said the word, if, opens the, the gate for the shaitan. So we don't say, if only I did this, if only I did this. We don't say that. We say, 
قدر الله وما شاء فعل what Allah has decrees and what Allah wills will happen and we say the words that we recited earlier to Allah we belong and to him we shall return inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un number four she talks about depression and depression happens sometimes you know we feel that sense of deep sadness that we can't shift so maybe in another program inshallah we'll talk about depression a lot more because we don't have enough time now mm-hmm. but that sadness that feeling is a human reaction but is how we respond to it is how we put our faith in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how we seek practical solutions we seek help we we call you know this counseling services there's helplines there's support in our community that inshallah we need to access and then the last stage she talks about acceptance so it's acceptance of the situation realizing that we we only can control certain things and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control so what allah has decreed will happen so it's how do we accept it how do we have that inner peace of allah's decisions that have been decreed for us and acceptance is a beautiful way you allowing yourself to connect with allah and to say to allah oh allah you know compensate me for my loss and grant me something better and ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah said something beautiful he said when allah tests the servant his servant and he empties his hand or her hand from something is only emptying emptying that hand to put something better in it mashallah yeah that is wonderful and we're going to have to accept i'm afraid that we're coming into a commercial break now and that okay. we have to come back after this commercial break to explain more about uh, what you're going through and go through maybe in a bit more detail inshallah 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 so listeners do tune into us after this commercial break inshallah assalamu alaikum assalamu alaikum 